climb the steep track from the west to the point and see the women each in turn stand to dance. Is that dancing? Perhaps to caper? Yes. Like strutting birds when they display. They are at play. Clever songbirds in the wild. They mimic a walk, a stance, the behaviour and inclinations, and then they sit again. Laughter, rolling on their haunches, arms and heads raised high in acclamation and approval. I wait by the trees, and I watch. There is no doubt, they have the star man perfectly. Head moving down and up again as he stabs at his notebook, earnest and determined, busy at his work. Then, then he leaves, he soars away, lifting to a nest on high. Impeccable. They depict the captain, he who writes, visits his friend, the starman, jaunty as he climbs the hill, his curious, haughty head, his wide, expressive arms, the way he holds his space, turning to regale, to affirm, proud, clever, charming. And then I see a rolling, uneven gate. It is me, back straight, beak-like nose, my proud profile. They make me run, tall and troubled. My head bends to the slate, then lifts and turns toward him. A dreamy gaze held long. Then they laugh. My hand covers my mouth. Where is my humour? I do not laugh. Where is my joy? Courage to play. I've lost it all. Fist to mouth. I find that I'm weeping. Stupid, useless tears. Body shaking, rocking. From where this rising storm? Thomas. I'm alone. With you, I'm ever bold and brave. I'm certain I play my role. Bright, forthright, free. Your Eliza Swift is fading. Lost somewhere. A hollow, empty space where we once grew. I'm still wandering on an ocean. Blind sailing among the stars. Oh, that I had never desired you. That innocence still bound us. My body yet awakened. 
I slide to the ground. I succumb to streaming tears. Deep, ragged, piteous sobbing escapes from me. In this forest of stringy leaves and paper trees, I am torn to ragged strips. A spirit leaves my body and echoes high above me, swarming. Reckless, arrogant woman, slave to my body's urges. I became for you a stranger, rapacious, intimate stranger. The sobs subside, my breath slows, my chest aches. The wailing now no more than a long, soft, wavering lament. I am latched inside this time and space, stranded. I lift my sodden face to see the watcher standing before me, tall, straight, still. His arms are held out from his sides his palms open, facing me with focused intensity. I am spent and light-headed from my unrestrained despair. I know not what is real or illusory. I sense he is drawing distress from my aching chest, absorbed by him. And with each breath... I feel the anguish lift, opening. He takes my song of sorrow into his body. I begin to breathe again, empty, calm. He does not move. I look to his face. He does not meet my eyes. I remain slumped against the tree, its bark soft and warm. I lift my head. He stands there, straight and impossibly tall. My eyes are drawn to the lines across his chest. I see them pale and raised on dark satin skin. His arms still take the shape of a bird, wings slightly lifted. Slowly, he turns the open palms away. Every movement, binding spell, slow and calm, turning. His open palms turn once more to me. There comes a change, a current of warmth bathes my body, a comforting balm floods my belly, breast and heart, my face, my head, I am submerged in deep warm water, I am floating, my whole body is floating in a sea, recomposing, gentle waves, I am weightless. 
The spring sunshine returns through the thin, twisting leaves above. I close my eyes and my body breathes. Slow, gentle, deep. My entire body breathes. I open my eyes. He is gone. Small lizards skitter among fallen leaves, dry, elliptical, over and under the spilled contents of my basket. I am empty. I am renewed. I walk over to the women and find a place among them. I breathe the smoke from their small fire deep into my chest. I sit, silent, quietly calm. I simply sit. The women set alight twigs of curling leaves. They wave the fragrant smoke towards me. They sit and fan the smoke all around me singing soft and plaintive songs. Meg travels more and more frequently with her companions she calls Gadigal women. They roam through the forests, collecting fruit and herbs, shellfish and yams. I hope today that she is home. I need sweet tea and her comforting eyes. I leave the point early in the afternoon, still dazed and hollow from my collapse. I thread my way down to the port, past the women's camp, through the thrum, the men's camp, through to the outskirts of the settlement that has become my home. And in this sphere of dreams, there is air viscous or melting. There is water warm and scented. There is land stony or crumbling. There is a world of stars, the changing moon, the sun spinning, tumbling toward the land each day, only to stand again each morning, dizzy from dark slumber. In the stars, there is no burning heat, only warming light. My body makes tracks, tracing out my journey. Luminous paths left in my wake, whirling blindly from one point to the next. I recall my spiral into despair on the point. 
It is not just the women's knowing of my constant gaze to the star man for his approval. I know now in my heart that I've looked to him for love, for comfort and release. Not there, my purpose. It is not their mimicking of my gait on the way I hold myself. I'm, of course, accustomed to that. Tall, troubled, separate, stalking, beaked bird. No, it is what descends on me, looming. It is the heavy ache of truth impending. I can no longer find my spirit. I have lost the path to joy, my humour, my thirst for life, my freedom is dissipating. I was once alone and strong, I am sinking. In a pool of fear, I find no grounding for my feet. Grief will engulf me, even in my dreams. It's time to share with Meg more of my stories. She often asks, and I brush her away. She knows that I was widowed shortly before sailing. She knows I gave birth to my daughter at sea. Sweet babe, never to touch the land of this new adventure. I feel the warmth and wisdom in Meg's searching eyes. I keep my story to myself. I'm not ready. My courage takes but shallow breaths. A tiny bird, its beak opening and closing again. For what? Morsels? I do not want pity. I want release. I will not burden her with my sorrow, my regret. I want my flight. I want only to appear and disappear there in the fantasy of my dreams. I've tried and I am failing to find or lose myself in the endeavor of my work on the language. <laughs>